Bill, I, I thought you said this was just going to be an intimate gathering. I mean, you know, with with the rules and regulations by our lovely governor, uh, don't we have to abide by ten? Well, you know, I thought about that, pal, and I thought about the good governor's words, and I didn't want to keep it at ten, but unfortunately, with all of our friends of the show, we are at eleven. And there's nothing we could do about that, pal, because we have La Pasqualita, we have Robert the Doll, we have the Erickson twins, we have the fucking corpse banger down in Florida, we have the Watcher here, but we have Blue Balls and Timmy, T-Bone, you and I, everybody's here, pal, so there's nothing we could do. So, you know what, if the cops fucking come, so be it. What are they going to do? They'll never take me alive. You're the knocking on the door? Fuck, who the fuck's that? I don't think I invited anybody else. Maybe it's one of the other fucking people from the uh, episodes. You want to get that, Chris? Oh, it's the fucking cops. Oh, tell, you know what, Chris? Tell them. Get the fuck out of here. We're going to do what we want on Thanksgiving. Yeah, what are you going to do? Get the fuck out of here. We're just having a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, what are you going to do? Shoot him? Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Officer, I think we're down to 10 now. Happy Thanksgiving. Special Thanksgiving extravaganza. Now, ah, I am your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is the boy for all seasons, my co-host and dear, dear friend, Chris. Now, with all that said, little buddy, I need to know, how's the vibe of your flow? Uh, I don't even know what that means, but... uh, (laughs) Sorry, I didn't actually, you know, I was looking around for a, a turkey call of some sort, maybe to throw in there, but all I had was a rooster, so I mean... Uh, well, that whatever. was a nice cock. <laughs> a oh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Chris, I'm in a weird mood tonight, bud. It's our Thanksgiving extravaganza. <laughs> gobble, gobble, good people. And by extravaganza, we just mean a regular episode. Yep, just another episode, just another uh, recording that we try to postpone as much as possible. But tomorrow, in fact, is Thanksgiving, so we really do have to get this uh, popped out here. Well, the Thanksgiving extravaganza will be available by Christmas Day. That I can guarantee you. But Chris, how dare you? Hold on one second, pal. How dare you say that we didn't want to record tonight, bud? This is a listener suggestion. You know, we're just we're just kind of keeping our usual routine where we fight to find a time to record, <laughs> and then that time keeps getting pushed until eventually the next day comes. And God, you know. I I fucking love. Hey, can you do can you do six o'clock instead of five? Seven o'clock, eight o'clock. <laughs> How's <laughs> tomorrow looking for you? Nine o'clock rock. Excuse me. Now, Chris, I have a couple of things that are 
irking me that I have to get off my chest before we get into the positive, but because we're positive guys. So we need to extract all that negative energy and get it out of the way. A couple things that are on my mind. Last week's episode on Lori Erica Ruff, which I thought came out great. My lovely, dear, sweet wife, Lara, had the balls to tell me that the episode was boring and it didn't hold her interest and she tuned out after a mere 15 minutes. Hey, wait a minute, what the hell? I truly just <laughs> listened to the intros and I like listening to the outtakes. The best part. But I will listen to it as soon as it comes out. Like, I'll listen to it in the car or some shit when I go to Dunkin' Donuts just to hear how the audio sounds. Like, we had good audio on the Asia Degree episode. And I think The Watcher was good audio, but last week's episode was fucked up, man. Like, And there's no rhyme or reason, because all the levels are the same. You know, we're on the same fucking website, so I don't know what changes. I'm actually surprised, given just what we're using to record, that it comes out <laughs> that clear sometimes. <laughs> now, buddy, with that said, your blue ball shirt showed up. What'd you think? It's nice. I, uh, I washed it. I tried it on. It fits very nice. I like it. Are you shirtless right now? No. Are your <laughs> are your tits out? Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. Now here comes the positive energy, bro. Uh, we have a new review on iTunes. Oh yes, yes, and it is coming from our dear friend of the show, Faye. Faye from England. Faye, we love you. You could not have made us feel any better about ourselves. Now. I'm going to take the time now to read this, Chris, because I'm just so proud of this review. I also might add that Faye was the one that recommended tonight's episode. And we're going to get to that in a second. But let me gloat for a second, or let us gloat for a second, Chris. The title is Creepy Mysteries. And might I add, it was a five-star review, Chris. This podcast is a real grassroots production with two hosts walking us through some of the creepier mysteries life has thrown up. The conversation chemistry between the two guys is friendly, funny, and informative. I think my wife would disagree. Uh, And the format allows them to express what the average person is thinking. Thank you, Faye. I appreciate that. That's exactly what we wanted when we started this show. Just to be normal fucking people. None of the uh, the shimmer and shine and all the political correct nonsense. And I, I don't know. It's easy listening, but not dumbed down. Oh, I might have to disagree with you on that one, Faye. Uh, <laughs> these guys have the unique ability to put the spooky in a nutshell, drawing on the pertinent aspects of a case. It's nice to get back to listening to a conversational piece without all the gloss and glamour and a commercial fuss. Great job, guys. Thank you for taking podcasts back to where it should be. My God, that is the well, review well. of the century. That is an amazing review. Well, that's the thing too, Chris. I mean, we will never... I mean, I'll talk it over you. I should never say that we will never, but I don't want any of these commercials. Like our downloads are now getting to the point where we can get some uh, advertisements. But uh, did you hear the way I said that, Chris? Yeah, I I got you. (laughs) Uh, But I I would like to avoid that if we could just get people to, we don't really need to make money on this, but we would like to. But buy the fucking merchandise and shit like that. You're better off going that route because I don't like when I'm listening to a show and you get a commercial that pops up in the beginning or somebody tell me about some fucking frozen food they bought from uh, organicdicks.com, you know, in the middle of the show when you just want to hear 
the show. You want it to flow like a fucking TV show or a movie. That's what we want. Am I... Whoa, 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 quick, quick, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Am I right, Chris? You're, you're right. That being said, my man, by next episode, we have three commercials. <laughs> oh, we'll sell out in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they did offer us a very nice amount of money. The, so we... <laughs> the price was right, and uh, we do apologize, and I would... Uh, like to retract that statement. <laughs> and not only that, it, it is for, in fact, a Frozen Foods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's so stupid. Now, with all that said, bud, I think we should get started. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. It's Wednesday night. I worked all fucking day. I got to decorate and do all the shit we're hosting tomorrow. I hope it's less than 10 people, Bill. Oh. oh <laughs> it is. Because you know someone's going to be outside counting. Oh. Well, what was the thing that I sent you the other day? You know, milk is good for your teeth, and if you rat out any of your neighbors... <laughs> getting, oh, my God. Getting punched in your face. It was a fucking town in North Carolina that posted that. Getting punched in your face is not good for your teeth. Yeah, yes, it says, This Thanksgiving, if you see 20 cars at your neighbor's house and you're thinking about reporting them, go to the fridge and drink a big glass of milk. Why? Milk is good for your teeth. You know what else is good for your teeth? Minding your own damn business. Yeah, back the fuck I was up. Dying. Dude, I, I love don't you love these fucking like these governors, like the guy Newsom or whatever the fuck his name is, California, you know, telling everybody, get a mask on, don't go to like these events that have more than I don't know, I think it's even lim- less amount of people there. He shows up unmasked. You got the fucking uh Cuomo here in New York saying that his mother and his daughters are coming up. And then he got his brother getting his hair cut at a fucking barbershop without a mask on. I mean, you just got to fucking love the hypocrisy here. These people do all this stuff just to just to save their own asses and to look good for the next vote. And then they don't listen to any of it. No, it doesn't matter. And I think, and at least I hope people are starting to wake up to uh, that idea, Chris. But, bud... Like we always say, we don't like to talk politics on the show, but every week we seem to be interjecting a little bit of uh, political uh, opinions here and there. Yeah, well, I guess when it's something you really just can't stand and it's constantly in your face every oh, day. You just get fucking irritated. I'm always irritated. Yeah. And I, you know, I thrive on, on being irritated and I thrive on irritability. So it makes me feel more productive when I'm, I'm pissed off. So maybe that's part of it too. But uh, Chris, enough of your negativity because now you're starting to bring me down, pal. Tonight! Me, of course, me. No, Chris, please, you just interrupted me. That was really rude. Um, because tonight... <laughs> We are discussing the mysterious happenings of Skinwalker Ranch. Now, Chris, why don't you give us a little backdrop on Skinwalker Ranch? Let's see if I can gather my thoughts here. The ranch, which obviously wasn't always called Skinwalker Ranch, was first purchased back in 1934 by the Myers family and they owned this piece of land for 60 long years they were in fact the first owners that we can that we have document of anyway (laughs) well wait whoa bill whoa are you 
No, don't. Laying down a stereotype? Don't pull the alarm on me, Chris. Bill, no! Uh, I, I do apologize. Chris, please, I'm the one in control of the alarm here. I dictate who and what and when negative stereotypes are made. Uh, please, Chris. You th- sound like our good governor. Oh, no! God! I, I, I do apologize. No more yeehaws on my end. Please, Chris, continue. In 1994, a new family took over, the Shermans. And it's while the Shermans were on this property that these strange happenings occurred. Are you Sherman about that? Oh, boy. (laughs) Chris, let me just ask you a quick question. Maybe you can help us. What the fuck does the name Skinwalker even mean? Oh, Bill, well, I am glad you asked. And for us to answer that question, we're going to have to go back to some... Native American folklore. Now, I, now, Chris, no matter how hard you push, I am not doing any Native American sound effects. You're not getting me into that trap, pal. Continue. My man, you will be bagged and tagged if you do something like that. Continue. So, Skinwalker was apparently the name that was given by in Navajo tribal folklore of a shape-shifting character. Apparently, they were similar to, like, werewolves or evil witches that could transform into whatever creature they chose. So, to kind of bring us into the reason why we're talking about this Skinwalker Ranch, we're going to focus on the Sherman family, because this is the family that was haunted or uh, experienced these sightings and other happenings around their ranch. To, to kind of start this off here, so the, the, the piece of land after the Myers had it, they kind of sat idle for about seven years. The Shermans needed to do a little remodeling uh, on the house. So before they actually began living there, Terry, the husband, he actually noticed these circular depressions around the pasture not too far from the house. And what he thought was maybe that it was just that a tree was removed. So he didn't think anything of it. Um, not like, you know, perhaps like a crop circle of some sort, but so in, in April of 95, so now you have to remember that the, the family purchases land in 94. So, but in April of 95, they get their first sighting of what may I ask Chris? Well, what they see is apparently some lights in the field and, uh, they have cattle, so they they are you know obviously having to go out and, and tend to them uh, occasionally. He didn't think really anything of it. He kind of thought maybe it was just some kids on like a you know like ATVs or something. Oh, good point. He suddenly realized that's not what that was. You know, apparently it didn't make sense for that to be a possibility because the the, the ranch is isolated. It's a long ways from the main road. It's a, a three miles from the main road, and then apparently the the access is cut off by this huge rock ridge and then there's a creek apparently these lights went over these poplar trees on the property that were about upwards of 50 feet tall and then this is apparently the first time he realized that this was not like an rv or of some sort that this was something else like possibly a ufo so that was the first time he noticed something strange on the property chris one of my absolute favorite happenings that were reported on the Skinwalker Ranch is the interaction that the Shermans had with a direwolf. I had to look this up because I had never even heard of the term direwolf. I thought it was fucking bullshit. But apparently a direwolf existed upwards of 125,000 years ago. And it looks like your standard wolf that we know, 
but at about three times the size. So this fang's probably the size of your legs or your arms, right? So you got this thing, you know, which is probably about, I don't know, let's go with 12 to 14 feet high. <laughs> Muscle abounded throughout the fucking body. Fangs the size of your fucking arms. This thing is slowly approaching you. Now, apparently the Sherman said that they saw this beast, which uh, they claimed to have been a dire wolf, or at least investigators seem to think that that's what it would be. But the weird thing here is that they didn't feel threatened by it. As a matter of fact, they felt like the thing was somewhat friendly and wanted to be pet. Here's where, yeah. So they pet the thing and they let their little kid pet the thing. From their description, the great beast was very friendly and playful. They didn't feel threatened by it. That was until... <laughs> <laughs> the aforementioned direwolf grabbed one of their little calves by the fucking head. Mr. Sherman had to interject and attempt to save the fucking calf from the jaws of the great beast. We don't have any confirmation if he was able to fend off the beast itself from the calf, but apparently the direwolf did then take offense to Mr. Sherman's actions and run off into the woods, never to be seen or heard from again am i right chris well i mean if they said it must have happened i mean what kind of pussy dire wolf do you have to be to <laughs> get hit by a little human and then run off to the woods forever this next claim bugs me out and this has to do with cattle mutilation there are some pictures online and again i don't know the authenticity of them so i mean I can speculate, but who the fuck cares about my speculation? Anyway, they claim that they went out one morning to their ranch to find that one of their cattle had been slain. But the funny thing here is that there was no blood around it, right? I, I believe that they found a hole through one of the eye sockets with the eye missing and the cows dead on the ground. Then there was another incident. Hold on to your blue jeans, Chris, because this is a rough one. Apparently... One cow had its rectum annihilated, basically removed from its fucking body, never to be seen or heard from again. Ouch. Yeah. And again, with no blood or any kind of um, evidence strewn about the body. So what do you make of that? Well, one of the things that's that's also mentioned, that, that there's no blood, and like you had mentioned, but there's precision cuts being made, almost like with a laser. There has been reports in the past of incidents like this one out west so that makes you wonder a little bit well i mean any type of mutilation is unnerving but the fact that they didn't find any blood uh, guts gore surrounding the cattle i mean that makes you wonder i mean how could they even pull something like this off from what we hear the only people who have witnessed this are the shermans there was talks apparently how they contacted the uh, sheriff's department or something and that they couldn't do anything about it you know what could they do but then the sheriff's department also says that they've never had any cases that they've recalled involving the these supposed mutilations and stuff so it's almost sounding like they never actually reached out to the sheriff's department because the sheriff's department's claiming that they were never informed of such incidents they only lived on this land for 18 months. 
And um, then the house was sold to a man named Robert Bigelow. Well, you know, like you said, they were there for 18 months, two years, whatever. But were they able to turn it for a profit quick? I mean, when we come to find out that Bigelow bought the place for about 200000 right? So you're talking 500 plus acres of land for $200,000. I can't see that being a great profit. So something tells me that maybe these people really did get freaked out. So say a cow or a couple of cattle were indeed mutilated. I mean, that would be enough to shove me right the fuck off that ranch. Or I'd be locked and loaded everywhere I went. I mean, it would freak me out. Yeah, regardless if it's an animal, and I will mention, though, like you were mentioning about the wolf situation, that it is possible that, that they were being visited by wolves because... Anything is possible. Plus, you know, the older you get, you're not just you're just not going to want like. And I'm speaking from experience here. You're just not going to want to deal with shit. Like if you start getting bugged out or you feel threatened, at some point you just want to fucking relax in your life. You don't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> so that yeah, could be the case. We can speculate, and for the most part, that gets bullshit. But there is that little part that might be true. It's true. I mean. It's unfortunate because when it when it becomes investigated, uh, when people actually show up on the property with cameras, which they do, to actually investigate this site for paranormal activity or UFO sightings, the experts really just say, you know, it's just all hearsay. It's just another person claiming this happens, but we never ever get any evidence of it happening. And now, who's to say that if a UFO is able to sneak in uh, under the radar here that they'd be able to sneak out just as easily and only be seen when they want to be seen and you know is it a possibility sure it is so this is just kind of written off as another ufo sighting why don't you tell the good people what happens when the ranch is passed off to the hands of robert bigelow well my man uh biggie he uh is a real estate mogul So this guy's coming in with deep, deep fucking pockets. He owns the budget in motels. I know. I I think I might have stayed at one of those fucking things. I think they're 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 fairly decent. I think you get a room for like one twenty a night or some shit. So they're they're nice places. This guy invested in that and uh, you know made a fucking fortune off of it. And he then bought the place from the Shermans, as Chris had mentioned. Often, what happens with with these businessmen and and these guys that are adept in uh, making uh, smart financial moves, they often learn how to turn a profit off of uh, an investment. And I think, Chris, I think that's what might be going on here. This Bigelow guy is no joke. In 95, he founded the National Institute for Discovery Science to research and advance study in various fringe sciences and paranormal topics, most notably ufology. I like that, and I think it's an, a wise investment because, as we said before, Chris, UFOs, unidentified flying objects. It could be anything. It could be something from another country. It could be some kind of new drone that is being tested. We don't know. So I think these kind of institutes are good for society as a whole to be innovative. So that's where this fucking guy Bigelow is coming from. He actually apparently was convinced these stories were true about the the lights and the grass sightings and the mutilations and whatnot. Like you said, I think it's great that somebody with the money and the time to truly investigate, you know, is able to take over and, and kind of look into everything. But he does uh, he does get a little something uh, in return. 
uh, doesn't he, Bill? Yeah, he does. Uh, my man Biggs bought the place for $200,000, and he <laughs> made $4.5 million on the sale. Wow. I mean, I, I know 20 years passed since you know he owned it, and obviously the things go up in value, but... Not that much. Shit. He found a good buyer in Adamantium Holdings. Chris, would you let someone mutilate your rectum for a uh, $4.3 million profit? (laughs) No fucking thank you. I'd like to keep my rectum right where it is. (laughs) So with Adamantium Holdings now uh, owning this via Brandon Fugel, he basically completely blocks the perimeter off it's secured it's got cameras everywhere barbed wire kind of makes you wonder huh and in 2017 they actually name this property trademarked it skinwalker ranch so was it never named that initially like i mean no that was just a name that was like a nickname for it because of the sightings but now you got the History Channel fucking show. And I remember, I'm old enough, Chris, to remember when the History Channel actually showed documentaries of actual real-life historical events, you know, like World War II. Like, not yeah. all this shit. I mean, they got, like, you know, uh, they got some of those shows now where you uh, go to a thrift shop and sell shit and all this garbage. So now, and I'm not saying this is garbage, but they have a show uh, based upon the um, Skinwalker Ranch. So if they can make a profit off of it, I guess, you know, do it. Actually, just this year, there's been a few series, uh, uh, some loosely based on this actual uh, ordeal or this these sightings. Well, that's the thing, dude. Whenever you're dealing with the supernatural or the paranormal or the occult, it's speculative, right? You know, it, it depends on your own beliefs. It's like religion or, or anything. So you can believe something and someone else could have a 180 degree different fucking opinion. So it doesn't matter. It basically just comes down to what you believe. So if you believe in the paranormal or the occult or the supernatural, you're going to want to visit Skinwalker Ranch and you're going to believe in what these people are saying. And if you don't believe in any of that, you're not going to believe it no matter what kind of evidence there is. Thank you, but Captain Obvious. as Chris I will say, we're the type of guys where we're cynical, <laughs> but come time to uh, put our money where our mouth is... Uh, Neither of us, and I'm, don't let me speak for you, Chris, but I'm going to say, at least I guess, that neither of us would spend a night <laughs> on Skinwalker Ranch by ourselves. My man, you have to spend the evening perched on the back of a cow. <laughs> I'm not taking you. a fucking chance of my rectum being annihilated. <laughs> I need you to record all the happenings of the evening. <laughs> but what scares me most, Chris, in all seriousness, so we, we talk about, you know, cattle mutilation, all shit, uh, UFOs. That doesn't scare me as much as... And now, now this is another interesting topic if we're dealing with the past in comparison to the future. What scares me more is actually having been a Native American burial ground or an actual residence of... of any historical figure that type of stuff bothers me more than say aliens because i then start to believe that the land could be cursed is that an admittance that i believe in the paranormal i don't fucking know but i do believe in bad omens and i believe in bad vibes i believe in bad people and i think when you start surrounding yourself with bad things new bad things have a tendency to happen 
I think when you have the vibes, it's just whether you manifest them yourself or the energy around you causes well, these things to happen. Now, with all that said, talk about good decision making. I mean, you got all these investors in the Skinwalker Ranch. These guys are making some very fucking good decisions, I think, because even if they don't end up finding something, Chris, they're still going to profitize. But, I mean, for fuck's sake, if an alien does show up, that property value is going to skyrocket, and the aliens won't be the only thing heading to orbit. <laughs> the aliens actually start working on the ranch. <laughs> But, uh, Chris, uh, that's it. So why don't we just give our rundown quick and talk about what we think, bud. What's your whole opinion of this uh, Skinwalker Ranch? Truthfully, when it comes down to, to sightings and things like that, when there are outrageous claims, it just makes me wonder about what they were actually seeing uh, or if they weren't just turning a small thing into something way bigger. Personally, if... Just by looking, I'd be like, I don't believe it. I'd have to see it to believe it. And that's the way I am with a lot of things, though. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with, I, I don't think it's real. The only thing that really piques my interest uh, would be the animal mutilations. Like, if they had actual footage of that or something, I'd be curious to see uh, what happened. What do you think, Bill? Chris, uh, I think, um, here's what I think. I think initially that the Shermans got spooked. And it may have started with just seeing some lights. Like you said, it may have been uh, an ATV going through the fields or whatnot. I think maybe they came in contact with uh, some of their cattle that was killed. Who knows, or some of their cattle went missing. It's a big thing out there, you know, like cattle's worth a lot of money. I think that they got spooked and they sold the place. And then I think this Bigelow guy went in with his beliefs already set that he, you know, you know, the fact that he believes in all this shit. But I also think he saw a way to profitize off of it, and which he did greatly. But he, it's easy to say, you know, and I don't condemn him for it. If you make money, you make fucking money. But he did hold on to the land for 20 years, as he said. So he fucking investigated as much as he could. And I give him credit for that. And I give him more credit for profitizing off of it because he made a fucking shitload of money. But, uh, you know, as now we see that he then sold the place and it is now being copyrighted i'm going to assume that there will be uh visitation availability to skinwalker ranch at uh a monetary value that's my guess chris i'm gonna say i'm 50 50 on this i do believe and my belief is that there can be some sort of experimental shit going on there, hybrid mutations with animals and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't put it past there being any kind of UFO activity, especially in a barren land like that. I do think some of the claims are bullshit. Like, I don't buy into the dire wolf thing. I don't buy into some of the other claims. But in the end, dude, if you ask me to put my money where my mouth is, like I said earlier, and uh, have as much balls as I do right now behind this mic to stay there for the night? My answer is no. I would not stay at Skinwalker Ranch. So that is it. I am completely exhausted. I felt like I ate an entire turkey and drank a whole bottle of wine by myself. That's how exhausted I am. So why do you say we wrap this up? With that said, pal, I'm going to give the rundown. I, I threw the reins to you last week, and you mocked me viciously, I might add. So I'm going to take the reins this week, and I'm going to be a little more subtle, okay? If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, 
More specifically, you can find Chris on Facebook at the Between the Cracks podcast. Okay, so he will write you back there. With that said, you can also find us at Instagram at the Between the Cracks podcast, and that is me. I will answer you back instantaneously. Well, within a day or two, at least. Uh, and that is Between the Cracks podcast. If uh, you want to buy any BTC apparel, you can go to teespring.com and just type in BTC in the search bar and all of our shit will come up. Nice form-fitted shirts, hoodies, leggings, mugs, all the bullshit you can uh, ever want. And I just want to say, sincerely, uh, I'll break out of uh, douchebag uh, podcast host character. And I just really want to thank all of you guys for listening. It's meant a lot that uh, people from all around the world are listening and continue to listen. And our numbers continue to grow. Because when we started this, uh, you know, we had this vision of what it would become. And it's starting to become that. And it's only possible because of you guys. And I truly do appreciate that. I am thankful for each and every one of you guys that do listen. So please continue to do so. Really appreciate it. And Chris, uh, if you would like to say you're thankful for me, uh, feel free to go ahead and do that right now. (laughs) That was a very sweet thing to say, Bill. Well, Chris, I was showing my soft side, but would you like to see my hard side? What do you say we wish everybody out there... Well, in the United States, I would say the the happiest (laughs) of Thanksgiving. But how about this, Chris? I'm wishing the world a safe and peaceful Thursday. How's that strike you, pal? All right. Oh, Uh, beautiful. Yes. All right. So with all that said, we bid you the fondest. Oh, farewell. That sounded like a naughty darling. Jesus. (laughs) 